Hey, this is Tyler Crook, and you're listening to Thinking Outside the Long Box. Hey, everybody, welcome to this interview episode of Thinking Outside the Long Box. As always, I am Gabe, and today on the line with me, I have Sybil Lake, writer, director, actress in uh, Central Park Dark with uh, Tom Sizemore. And let me tell you, this was this was a movie that was pretty good. Like, I enjoyed it. We watch a lot of low-budget movies, and sometimes I'm a little iffy with them, but this was this was this was fun. Like I, I I like it. I'm a huge horror nerd, so it, it definitely scratched a lot of good itches. But uh, Sybil, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. Thank you for watching it. That's very nice of you. Oh yeah, it's it's what I do. <laughs> like yeah. I said, right before I was almost late to the interview because I was watching Brother from Another Planet and just completely lost track of time. So I I love it. So I guess first things first. Uh, tell me a little bit about Seneca Village, because this is a little yeah. bit of history I knew nothing about. Yeah, it's funny. So um, initially I um, wrote this film and it was like a classic, like um, you're stuck in a cabin in the woods upstate New York. And then um, I moved the film to take place in New York City. And then it opened up the door of Central Park and then Seneca Village. So the, the history basically is um, Seneca Village existed before Central Park. It was on the land of Central Park. And it was um, one of the first communities ever founded by free African-Americans, free slaves, and some Irish immigrants. And there were schools and churches and cemeteries. That's where the horror film comes in. You know, I write this part, um, you know, that she she learns voodoo and you know, from her ancestor in the past. But so Seneca Village was taken by eminent domain and Central Park was built. These people were sort of booted out with a small little paycheck. And actually there's a a sign commemorating um, Seneca Village in Central Park. And I had seen it before and then I stopped and read it. And then it was sort of like a light went off. I like it in films when there's like a teeny bit of history, even when it's a horror, like a teeny bit of history. It's always nice to kind of slightly ground it, you know? <laughs> you know, it's, it's funny. It's a big part of why I like ridiculous shows like Ghost Adventures and stuff, because you yeah. learn a lot about where they're at. Not totally. ju- And then you also get to watch someone go, <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah, I love it. <laughs> Those are my favorite. <laughs> so, you know, the... the the brief synopsis of the movie is that, you know, Tom Winters is doctor, you know, struggling with addiction. You are his lover who feels, you know, jilted because he said that he's going to leave his wife and he never has. So there's this dynamic of relationship in there that yeah. kind of supersedes the horror aspect of it. Totally. In a lot of ways, did you design the film to be almost about like loneliness not just about yeah. like spookiness. Yeah, that's funny because I initially wrote it more as a thriller, but it wasn't working when I edited it together. The relationship was the key part of the first script. And so I wrote the script and it's about infidelity and, you know, this woman wanting a child, believing she's going to get it. And 
and I didn't know it at the time, but I was actually in a relationship when I wrote it with somebody who was cheating. Now the red flags are really obvious. I had never had the experience, so I didn't see the red flags, which now are like really embarrassing. I don't know how I just never had that experience before. And I was, you know, I was like, I want a child of my own. So there's an element in Anna too. Um, But when we put the film together as a thriller, it really wasn't working. And so we added, that's what you're probably taking in. We added the horror stuff to sort of raise the stakes because in the first pass, you know, the um, Anna wasn't like, she wasn't, like she was threatening, but she didn't do anything. And then when you add the fact that she's done things, then you're like, okay, well now she's dangerous. (laughs) Right. (laughs) And, and really good at carving on her own back without looking. (laughs) Yeah. I, I saw that part and I was like, this is maybe the only part that has taken me out of the movie because I have a hard time scratching my own back. (laughs) But that was, so, so adding the stakes, making the supernatural threat, like a big part of it, you know, when you, when you went back and kind of did the rewrites you know, you're adding the Seneca village, you're giving the voodoo aspect to it. Were there ever moments where you're like, maybe we should go further or maybe we're gone too far? Um, actually, we could probably go further. Yeah. You know, and like this was also made like, I, I kind of knew, like I knew in the back of my head, I needed to do a rewrite like on the script before we shot. But we had this window of time and... At the time, there was no pregnancy or baby stuff, and I was pregnant. I was five months pregnant, so I didn't want to start showing. Of course, when we did reshoots, we added, incorporated all the baby and the pregnancy stuff, and Tom had that window. So we were going to shoot. And I also had this, like, fear, which is unfounded now, but I was like, well, who knows? Maybe once I'm I'm a mother, I'm going to be one of those people who, like, stops doing everything creative. It's <laughs> the opposite's been true, but, like, you know, I – you don't know. Like, you know, there's a lot of mystery. So I was like, we have to do it. We have to shoot now. And I knew, you know, I knew that like the script had some holes and then I tried to fix them in the editing and reshooting as best as I could. Right. Trying to twist what you had into, into where you were going. Yeah. uh, (laughs) So I have four children. So I completely understand the, I have no idea what's going to happen after this. Like even yeah. on my fourth kid, I was like, not really sure what's going to happen next oh or how I'm going <laughs> to afford this ridiculous amount of money. <laughs> it's really something, you know, I, I, I always kind of thought I'd have one and you know, that he was, he was, he was in the movie. And then, um, and then, and then I quickly got another quickly pregnant had another and that was like so i can't even imagine because i was like that changed the game i'm sure you know from one to two you're oh like, yeah Whoa. two two's enough don't have more <laughs> <laughs> i'm too selfish I, i've learned i'm too selfish <laughs> all of all of my all of my friends that have two kids i'm like just have two like <laughs> i i have too many so so <laughs> you know I, I like this movie and I like when when movies take you to like a darker place or a stranger place, you know, that kind of thing. But like there is that moment where I'm like, you know, Anna could just like have sex with somebody to have a baby. <laughs> like it seems like a lot of a lot of work. And I know it's in service to the plot, but don't you remember that part where she says, and this is why we shot this scene, where I'm talking to my alter ego. And my alter ego, Sarah May, says, 
she says, why can't I have a baby with any other guy? And then she gives us long, complicated, such like explain, explanation. <laughs> oh, I, get, I guess I didn't quite catch that that's what was happening. <laughs> no, like, I'll tell you why. Because that's awesome. with Tom, they had it with the black moon and the unrelated constellation. There's something like that. And then she's like, Anna's like, oh, okay, that's why. <laughs> oh, okay. So she had started the ritual and can't yeah, have totally a baby it. till it's done. Okay, so I did get it. I just didn't put it all together in my brain properly. How confusing it actually was. (laughs) (laughs) So did you, (laughs) most people that when they put magic and spellcraft and that sort of thing into a movie, they don't do a ton of research. Like, did you do much research by way of spells or any of that stuff or? You know, I grew up in Rhode Island, which was which is really weird, but Wicca is very popular in Rhode Island. So right. I had teenage friends and even teenage friends' moms who did some stuff. And I'm I'm a believer in some like I, in a lot of ways, I, I mean I don't I don't I'm not a witch or anything, but I <laughs> I do I, I'm actually careful. Like for example, like I I maybe sus, uh suspicious. What's the word? Uh like I would never make a horror film with a Ouija board. That, that's out of the question. Oh, okay. <laughs> and before anything that I did, I actually was like, I kind of said, this is crazy, but I was like said to the universe, especially because I was pregnant, you know, I was like, this kind of stuff is just for play. I'm just playing. This is, you know, pretend. Like I really like said that before every scene because awesome. I didn't want to put stuff out there. <laughs> you know, it's, it's interesting. My, my daughter is a witch, you know, my, everybody in my household is like a different religion, you know, like, <laughs> like it's, it's crazy. It. It's crazy here. Sometimes <laughs> there's definitely arguments it. occasionally, but you know, yeah. it's, it's funny to hear, you know, as a, as a atheist and like, a, I'm, I'm going to say this and you're going to freak out, but uh, as an atheist and a Satanist, like it's for me, none of that is real, but for yeah. my daughter, it's very, very real. Yeah. And, and to hear somebody that's not involved still give like, you know, the religion its respect is, is cool. Cause like, you know, people, people deserve respect in the things that they believe in. So. Absolutely. And I know some of the core aspects of Satanism and it's not what it's, it's almost like the opposite of what everyone else. Yeah. Thinks. It's, <laughs> it's, it's just, totally the, op- it's so much, it's so pragmatic. I would never be one. I want a lot more magic. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's always an interesting conversation. And I, like, I hate not saying it because I don't want people to know like exactly what, um, what I'm coming from, but yeah. also I don't want to say it because sometimes people are like, yeah, do you, I, do you it was eat so much babies? more practical. Like yes. so much more practical. I mean, that explains that you're also like an atheist because, yeah. like, for me, I'm neither of those things. Like, right. I'm, I'm just like, you know, really trying to connect to something. That's I'm making cool. an effort. Oh yeah. <laughs> no, so so does my wife. So do all my kids. I, I was just like, I tried connecting. Nothing I'm here. There. <laughs> uh, so, you know, y- you got to work with Tom Sizemore. Yeah. You know, Tom Sizemore is has been in like everything, like all sorts of crazy good yeah. movies, huge movies. You know, and I. I know he's had his troubles, you know, he's had issues with like addiction and stuff. And it was really interesting to see him wrestle with some of those same ideas, like within the movie, what was it like working with somebody that has like such a public, 
you know, like such a public persona dealing with his own, like, you know, demons and, and addictions and then watching him, you know, work on that as well in the movie. Yeah. Well, he, first of all says, hi, he's traveling. He's leaving a location today. Oh, um, nice. So, um, he says, hi. And, and he, we've, he, he's actually been really supportive of the film, which is great. Yeah. Um, because he knows the importance of it actually, you it's, know, it's, it's good. And it's, you know, I guess, so it's hard. It's it's weird to say this without sounding kind of like a jerk, but like seeing him deal with it in fiction is so much more satisfying than watching him deal with it in real life because it just yeah. hurts to watch somebody it go does. through that. Yeah, you know? it does. So I'm a sober alcoholic. I yeah. was like, my I dad. Yeah. So my dad has 32 years. So. Oh, so I have 10. So I know, awesome. like, I get Congratulations. It. I mean, I had like the bottom of the bottom. So actually I like initially wrote this as a metaphor for addiction, but it didn't really turn out that way. And so he, you know, he's a lot. Now he, um, he has um, like my number one job was babysitting him, you know, <laughs> like it wasn't directing, it wasn't acting, it wasn't doing all the things I wish I was doing. But it was, um, it was really babysitting him, you know, and he, I don't know where he's at, you know, in terms of that, but I know that, you know, I can like respect that, like, you know, it, like you, there's a big struggle and mm-hmm. um, I know in public, you know, it, you know, say I'd had some fame early on in my, my career, I would have had that public thing. It's like, it's, I can't even imagine. Yeah. And you know, sometimes like when I was like listening to him talk the other day, I hit me like actually how much he threw away that like, ne- like never really hit me before. And I was like, and a lot of people never get opportunities like that. So it's very interesting. You know, addiction is an ugly beast um, and it yeah. really takes over, you know, I'm currently addicted only to caffeine. <laughs> like, I can't be far from it. So. I read a whole Michael Pollan book about that. <laughs> <laughs> caffeine and- is why we have math. Damn you caffeine. <laughs> evil evil i know that's real evil (laughs) math yeah like for him it was a shoe-in to kind of play a role like this this was like just super easy you know it's interesting like we're hoping to have the opportunity a little later down the line to talk with him and you know so i don't want to get too far into it because i'll ruin all my questions then but you know (laughs) but it's it's it was good to see it like you know my my wife said specifically you know that that in a lot of ways she's proud of him because she's yeah. a recovering addict as well and like to see somebody that like is yeah put so much concerted effort <clears throat> in public yeah. to do that kind of stuff is is really impressive and <laughs> kudos to you being honest about about it too because it's oh, not yeah. it's not easy like my dad kept that for us as a secret from all of his friends for a long time. And yeah, it was so liberating. Like the first time I heard him say to like one of his oh. coworkers, you know, I'm an alcoholic. I go to meetings. I was like, Oh, oh God, that's <laughs> <amazing>. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so going back to fun stuff, yeah. when, you, when you're, you know, you got to direct, you know, in New York city and you got to act and like right around the city oftentimes people refer to like New York, like as its own character, because it's like such a visually stunning place and such a visually, like everybody knows it. What is it? What is it that you feel was like the most important thing that you took into the movie 
just because you were in New York? Well, I had at that point, I, I moved, I'm in LA right now. I've been here for a year and a half and, but I lived in New York for 22 years. And so, um, it was just pretty much ingrained in me. And so it was always going to be a character and probably always the backdrop because that's where I was. And now in like, now that I'm here and, and I haven't visited because of the pandemic and everything, like I, when I, like when I see the film and anything in filmed in New York TV film, now I'm like the rest of America. And I'm like, damn, that place is amazing. Mm-hmm. And I actually am still almost coming off the drug that is New York city that fed me. Like there's nothing like it's something really like energetic that you don't feel anywhere else. And I remember like when I visit my parents in Rhode Island and after about two or three days, I'd be like, I got to get back. And then it'd be like, ah, back. Yeah. You know? So, I mean, the city adds so much and that's why so many people shoot there. I sort of realized now, you know, it is, um, it's like, it's to- and Central Park is like such a major character in the film. Mm-hmm. You know, it's typically bright and sunny. And we have some of those parts, you know, with tourists and stuff. But we also have like all this nighttime stuff. We shot and, you know, we shot entirely in Central Park. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, what the, what New York brings is like it brings everything. Huh. And I think it's just like powered my life for so long. <laughs> so making so much of this movie in Central Park, there's a lot of shots of like places and parts of Central Park that I've never seen. And like any movie that has shots of Central Park, you know, there's tons of stuff that I've, I've just never seen and I've never been to New York. So like, what is the scale of like Central Park really like, like, is it humongous? It's, it's like, it's way bigger than you think. So if you do, it's, it's, you know, a long rectangle and mm-hmm. inside it, there's um, the, like a circle that's um, a running, you can run. You, so, and that's six miles. Okay. If you run the whole thing. So if you run the whole circle, it's a half, it's, it's six miles. So that's significant. I know the park inside out because I've had so much time where like when I was kind of in between places in my dark times, like I always went to the park. I know it like, I know it inside out. And so yeah, I was able to film all these places that like nobody has seen. I just, I know it like, I almost know it too well. Like I'm, I was, I'm almost tired of it. (laughs) It's, it's interesting. Like it's, it's, you know, kind of a bucket list place that I've always wanted to visit. And like, you'll go every time I see it in film, there's just something new to it. And it's, it's fascinating. You know, when obviously you kind of explore it like in the, in the movie, you know, you're doing rituals here and you're taking him this place and all that sort of stuff. What, what's it like kind of getting, you know, film crew or like people working on the movie, like into like what looked to be, you know, pretty wooded areas and like, but still somehow in the middle of a city. There's an area called the North woods, which is a very, um, less populated area because it's far up. It's far up from a lot of things. And um, I remember when I first discovered it, it was like, oh my God, you know, I saw this waterfall there and it was off the beaten path. Now it's a little more, you know, trodden. But, um, you know, I think a lot of, um, a fair amount of homeless people sleep there for sure. Mm-hmm. That's what I learned. And, um, but yeah, there's sort of these outer bounds areas that we actually filmed in. And, you know, there were some scenes where I was like, we're going to have to, you know, find a place. And I organized, like, we we're going to shoot some certain scenes in New Jersey, in some woods. And, um, 
I couldn't get our act together to move there. And then I was like, we're going to shoot these right here, right now in the park. <laughs> right. We go to a place that's a little darker. And I knew that. And we went and we had no problem. That's awesome. So kind of one of the last things, you're the second director, writer, and actor that I've talked to in two days. And the, the guy that I talked to yesterday that did this movie called Body Farm, his friend was like kind of co-director and like second lead actor. So, yeah. you know, I, I looking at the credits, I didn't see anybody for director except for you. Yeah. So how do you handle director, writer, actor all at the same time? Well, the writer's done. Right. You know? <laughs> and um, I'm pretty used to it because I'm, I, I've acted and directed in a lot of films. In fact, in my 20s, I made a feature film that's like was really good, but I got very discouraged and acted in it. And, um, you know, because I was young and it didn't mm -hmm. get in Sundance. And then, like, I set it aside, you know. But nowadays, <laughs> like, I could have easily sold the film, you know. Right. <laughs> so I've had the experience and I've done a lot of short films that way. And so for me, I mean, it's also a necessity just to turn it on and off. You know, um, and in retrospect, I wish I had given myself the time that I would give other actors. You know, right. like I gave myself for some reason. I was like, I had to be on a tighter whip. Like, no, you don't even get a second. Like, yeah. in retro, like in, next time I'm going to, I'm going to allow myself what I would allow somebody else. <laughs> right. It, it's interesting. That's exactly what, uh, what Brandon said oh, is that yeah. the other guy would have to tell him, no, no, you need to do another take because that was terrible. Like, <laughs> you know, so yeah. it's interesting that you, I relied a lot on the cameramen, the different yeah. cameramen, because like, cause I, I like input, you know, to a certain degree, you know, mm -hmm. like, cause you, people are there to see things and, you know, they have a discerning eye, you know, right. so that's, they, they know, like they know. <laughs> absolutely that's that's awesome like it's awesome that you still even though there wasn't a second director like that guy had you have you know like a little community of people that you're working with that can, yeah, that yeah. can be like e maybe try again <laughs> so so you know covid is a thing like it's made everybody's schedules ridiculous some people have tons of stuff that's in like post-production but not finished or things yeah, that yeah. they've started on but can't talk about because they haven't <laughs> actually started on it but is there anything that we can look forward to from from you that you're working on right now i'm pitching a bunch of projects to different producers right now one's called by coastal another one's called white lies and darker ones and so i'm really hoping like this is a stepping stone to get these other bigger projects out. Nice. That's awesome. And, you know, as we're kind of wrapping up, how can like, you know, our fans find you keep track and then also find the movie so that they can, they can also enjoy it. <laughs> yeah. So I'm glad you enjoyed it. Uh, February 2nd, Amazon and iTunes, mm -hmm. February 2nd, which is like five or six days away now. Wow. It's amazing. Oh and, yeah. Um, Good Lord. <laughs> and then, um, in the central park dot central park dark.com and then i'm sybillake.com and then i have twitter i have instagram i have all the things facebook and all that thank you so much this has been such a pleasure of course thank you so much for for making a movie you know it's <laughs> one of one of the one of the things that we always say on our show is like it or not like you have to give respect to the person that made it because i didn't make a movie you did so <laughs> good job thank you so much yeah <laughs> <Yay>. <laughs> completed it that's yeah. cool. 
Uh, I can't imagine how satisfying that is. Like I wrote, I've written a book and when I finished it, I was like, I'm never writing a book again. And then, you know, <laughs> I've started several times and I'm like, no, nah, this is too much. Do it. <laughs> so, finish, them. finish them, get them out. Get that's, them out. that's awesome. <laughs> I know. I mean, I'm definitely everyone's advocate because like, you really have to like choose yourself, you know? Oh yeah. Like, like I don't have a manager or an agent. Like I don't have a producer like asking me where my work is. Like I have to like, keep creating. Right. Yo, I feel <laughs> if that. I want to, if I want to. Right. You know? if, it, if that's your dream, you got to chase it, right? Yeah. <laughs> that's, yeah that's awesome. Perfect. Well, thank you so much. Of course, Sybil, thank you so much for being on the show. And okay. hey, once you get something going again, feel free to contact us. We'd love to have oh, you I'd again. I'd love to. That's a great idea. I will. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> okay. Bye. Bye. Thank you.